What it do, baby? What it do? Welcome to the 11th episode of our Soccer Block Podcast. Of course, it's your boy Kwame. And of course, we have two amazing co-hosts with me. I have Ferris and Kim. What's up, Ferris and Kim? How y'all feeling? Very good. It's hot weather today. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. like 98. Something like that. But it feels like 100 and something outside. So yeah. if you're listening, please put on some sunscreen because it would do good for your skin. And, and a mask. And a mask. Don't forget that mask. Don't forget <laughs> that mask. We are still in COVID-19. Don't forget your mask. Don't forget your mask. So today's episode, we're not bringing in Heather. So shout out to you, Heather. Uh, we're going to bring her in a, a following episode. But right now we have four great guests that is a part of our podcast course with NYU and NYCFC. And basically, they're going to share on their audio of what they've done in the course so far. I mean, even though it's about to end this week, they're going to talk about their audio and all that good stuff. So with further ado, give a round of applause to Lindsay, Emily, Ashley, and Aiden. You guys come off the of <laughs> Uh, let's see, Emily, Ashley, and Aiden, how you guys feeling today? Let's see, how you feeling today? Good. Good, good, good. Emily? Good. Good. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, Ashley, how's it feel? How you good. Feeling? Good. Everybody good. knows. I'm good. joking. <laughs> Great. Great. Okay, awesome. And Aiden? Good. Very well. All right. So, um, we're gonna start in with our with our podcast, but before that, how has your experiences been so far with the podcast? And I'm gonna start with Ashley first. What is has been your experience with the podcast? So far, it's going great. I actually like how it's challenging and how it pushes me to step outside of my bubble mm. because I'm usually a quiet and shy when it comes to talking to strangers so i am glad that i got to learn how to use my voice more absolutely absolutely that's really good to know that's really good i'm glad that it is not forcing you but challenging you to step outside your comfort zone that's really good aiden my guy aiden how's your experience been so far with the course it's good i love it of course i'd rather be Kind of in the classes at NYU with everyone and getting to know them a little bit more, but it's been great. It's been challenging, but it's taught me how to edit software, which I didn't really know how to do before. It's taught me how to make people sound more, I don't know, entertaining or that I can get rid of the ums or the likes so they sound more proficient. So yeah, I love it. It's good. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Emily, how's it been, like your experience? through COVID-19 and not being able to be in front of your professor that you have? Well, it's been challenging, okay. yeah, but it's been it's a good way to like still communicate. Yeah, absolutely. If we didn't have technology, none of this would be possible at all, at all. And Litzy, how's your experience doing this podcast course? Well, I really liked it. Um, I definitely learned a lot. 
um, it also like helped me get distracted from everything that's going on in the world. Absolutely. It's definitely something that can help us with just so much that's happening right now. And I'm glad that this can distract you from it. Kim and Ferris being the, the first group to do this podcast course, how can you, is there any differences from this podcast group than your podcast group? And what are the differences? And then what are the similarities of, of the same thing? So I'll start off with Ferris and then Kim, I'll let you go after. Yeah, so um, when me and Kimberly and uh, Kwaku and Maria, which you'll see on the next episode, um, when we did the, the podcast two years ago, we were near Fulton Street and we were at one of the courses and we got, we had to wake up. Um, we would go in the first week, we, we would go to classes really early and stay like a, a long time and we would get like breaks every five minutes. But for the first week, we were mainly just in class learning about the format and um, uh, and how necessary you would do a podcast because, you know, you guys, you guys just say, oh, podcast is easier or what what's so hard about it but you got to think about it's kind of like telling a story you got to find a way to make it, make it interesting and engaging and and make it so it could last like obviously we're on episode 11 big set of episode 11 and something else that was it's different from what you guys had is we got to go outside um and we got to go face to face and just talk to random people on the streets just say hey what do you think about this and some of them would turn us down and some of them would just I think we're creeps and just walk away and some would be like really good stories. But I think what's very similar is that we still got not the same experience, but at least like, we both got to learn how to use, we had to use the same program. I think you guys use Audacity too as well. Same, we had to learn the same editing tricks and it, you can still find a way to make make it work even though you're not necessarily in person like this right now we transitioned from an in-person podcast to now we're doing it virtually and somehow we're still making it work so i hope you guys had fun with your your course and you guys can tell us about how it was different from what you guys just heard yeah and kim i said all the differences took everything no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) no i think a difference like it's it's um the topics you guys went on more, um, more, more on race, um, getting out the vote, and like other topics that I think are like, you can say controversial, but also like get people more into like an argument. But then us, we focus more on soccer, and it was mainly about like World Cup, um, how soccer has changed us, and like we told our personal stories. Also, a difference can be that we went to um, different places, like Paris mentioned. And then we had to interview different people face to face. A similarity can be what Ferris said. We use the same application, Audacity. I, I think Audacity is like the first application that I think came up to mind when I when I was doing the podcast course. I did know about it, but I didn't know how to use it. And like, um, it's really easy to use. I think that I, I guess that you guys really found it easily to use. And I hope that you guys enjoyed your time um, at NYU for the podcast. Absolutely. I think to to just sum it up, I think with your guys, Ferris and Kim, it's like 
you guys are talking about soccer and like diversity in soccer while Emily, Litsy, Aiden, and Ashley are talking about race and how soccer and race connects where it's like you guys are like diversity in soccer connects. So it's interesting that we're we're speaking about that because with um some people's audio um is go is talking about race um and s others are talking about specific things that are happening in real time so we're going to start off with ashley okay we're going to listen to your audio and we're really going to um, ask you some questions on your audio okay sounds good ashley yeah okay perfect hey guys it is another beautiful day in new york city currently i am at fairy point park in the bronze usually the park is filled with music hispanic food and mostly soccer games but today is a quiet and peaceful day in the park with the sounds of bees flying by birds chirping the plane roaring the east river waves swaying and our mothers having their conversation just wanted to let you guys know that they were saying how one of their daughters was not eating enough and that she should eat more <laughs> i came here with my sister leslie and her friend adriana to have a barbecue I wanted to find out what are the reasons to play soccer during COVID. Like after the long quarantine, we wanted to do exercise. So what's your favorite part about playing here? Um, very, very spacious and there's a lot of animals here. And it's, it's there's not a lot of people here. Oh yeah, and there's a like a, a beach with the, with the ocean and rocks and crabs. The beach is small, but you can see big things. You are able to see Queens and the outline of Manhattan. And of course, the planes landing at LaGuardia. Like almost every 30 minutes. It is a wonderful sight, but that did not distract the girls from soccer. Why do you think soccer is fun? Because you're you're able to to learn different skills, like kicking the ball, um, like agility and like persistence. When they screw up, they just laugh it off and move on. <laughs> These girls came to the park not only to have fun, but they are determined. They take advantage of their free time to become better players. For soccer block. This is Ashley Martinez from The Bronze. Thank you for listening. Wow, that was amazing, Ashley. Oh, wow. Wow, that was dope. I really, I really enjoyed the fact of you brought in like nature into it. And then you also brought in your family members. So my first question to you, Ashley, is what really made you choose this topic of your audio? 
Well, to be honest, one of the assignments from NYU was to like go out to the park and interview some people who were already playing soccer. Mm-hmm. But in my case, it was different because no one was playing soccer at the park near my house. Right. So I went out with my sister and my friend and they played soccer. So that's why I interviewed them. And it's not only about soccer, but, you know, just having a good time and having fun with the weather and the nice view. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just add on to Kwame, like I really enjoyed the, the outside scenery sounds. Like it made me feel like I was really there. I wanted to ask, like, what made you pick pick these types of sounds, especially like your parents talking? Like, I found that very funny, especially when you translate it, because I don't speak Spanish. But it was just really the only sounds that I heard at the park. You know, since like there's usually music and stuff, like I, I just thought that these were just the sounds that I heard, and there were things that I saw a lot in the park. The conversation with my mom. It was so random. I was just standing in the middle of the conversation. They're like, are you recording us? And I'm like, I'm sorry. This is for something that I'm doing. <laughs> and yeah, I just decided to put that there because, you know, it was funny. So why not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same as Kwame and Ferris. I really enjoyed your your piece. And I, I also felt like I was there. And I really liked how you use um, nature's sounds, which was amazing. And so, like, my question is, what is the message behind your story? I think it's just having a nice day. Like, it's just despite of the pandemic, there's always a chance to have a good time. And I just feel like that day was, like, a day that people should, like, listen to. Because, you know, there's a lot of news about COVID-19 and all the sickness and how it affected people negatively. But, you know, there's some positive moments, too. So that's why I just wanted to capture that moment and let other people know that there is also good times in COVID, during COVID-19. Wow, that's amazing. Jeez, that's really, that was really dope. That's really deep. But hopefully everybody was safe, though, right? Everybody had their, their mask on. Yeah. yeah, and there were some police officers over there who were giving free masks. Oh, so. that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. Appreciate you for uh, talking about your audio and appreciate you. Next, Emily, Emily, Emily. Emily, can you say your last name for me? Because I feel like if I say it, I will mess it up. So I don't want to say it and then mess it up and then look like I can't say it. So I'm going to ask you to say it. Okay. Well, I have two different ways of saying it. Okay. Like, you pronounce the double L, Villanueva. See, I was going to say Villanueva, but, you know, uh, I just want to make sure. Anyway, um, we're going to listen to your audio, and you're going to tell us about all the good stuff after this, okay? So. Hello, guys. Today is a hot day. It's pretty hot to be playing soccer. Right now, I'm at Asphalt Green, located in the Upper East Side, a wealthy community. Usually there's kids playing, but right now it's around 8 a.m., so there's not a lot of kids. Later in the day, when more kids show up, they will be passing. Normally, kids would be shooting, but 
specifically in asphalt green the goals have not been put up so they try to make their own drills the people that go are mostly white they do yoga they run palms are down at your sides and open forward get nice and tall through the top of the head I go to Asphalt Green mostly in the weekdays to play. I don't really see people of color. My sister and I are coached by Juan Gotti, a coach at Asphalt Green. And I bonded with him because I'm a Hispanic 15-year-old girl and he is also Hispanic. There wasn't a lot of people of color in the Asphalt Green teams. For example, in my team, I was the only person of color. Still am. I don't know about later. But it's kind of hard to act the way I'm not. It would seem that I'd have two different identities. Like, if I'm near white people, maybe I'm too Mexican. If I'm around people like me, I'm too white. And to give a better understanding of this, when I'm with my Latino friends and when we went to restaurants, they would think I acted better than them or fancier. So it's complicated when it comes to race and soccer. But other than that, I see how they're trying to bring more people from different backgrounds. So I asked Juan about his opinion about race in Asphalt Green. What do you think about race in Asphalt Green? I think as a club, we are very progressive when it comes to race and diversity. We are as you know, uh, trying to incorporate more and more people from different backgrounds and um, neighborhoods. Uh, so for us, you know, we don't really look at anything but soccer skills. You know, it is a reality that we are located on the Upper East Side where, you know, the neighborhood is predominantly white. However, you know, we make a lot of efforts to go to other neighborhoods to, again, add to that diversity. Are we close to the ideal scenario? No, of course. There's a lot to be done. The more diverse the team, the more successful it will be. Uh, and that's, that's a fact. That'll be all for today. Thank you for listening. For Soccer Block, I'm Lee Nueva. And bye. Wow, that was amazing, Emily. That was so dope. That was original. I felt like on some real stuff, though, like, it was, it spoke to me because like being a POC, a person of color, um, it brought it brought back where I was just like, oh, this is, this is real. This is what's happening in real life. Um, so Kim, if you wanna ask um, M a, a question. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed your story as well, your piece. Um, you really kept it real. I, th I feel like you kept it real throughout the whole um, piece. So my question is, you said you were the only person of color in your soccer team. How did you feel? And did you ever doubt yourself about being in a predominantly white soccer team? As I said, it was tough being like the only person of color in my team. Um, but sometimes like, just have to like cope with it and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, so my, my question to you, Emily, is do you feel, because I know you said this in your, in your audio, 
do you feel like you have to have two sides of you when you're part of Asphalt Green than when you're with your friends? Or does it get blurred? Well, you don't really have to have it, but it just like gets into you. Like you have to like act one way maybe and you don't really want to, mm. but yeah. So before Ferris asks you a question, I'm just gonna ask you something just to think about. Does that show the true and real Emily? Something just to think about. Something just to think about. Ferris. I was gonna say, like, Emily's like Hannah Montana. You know, she got the best of all. <laughs> <laughs> you get the best. <laughs> I was gonna ask, because Emily, you talked about like how you go to Asphalt Green and like how you're always there. Um, My question is, that, like, talk to me about what drew you into Asphalt Green and like, why do you still continue to train there even though, you know, clubs and games aren't really happening like why why that field as opposed to like another field in your neighborhood or, or travel to pier 40 or, or wherever i bring my friends to practice with me so it's for them it's not like they don't have to travel far and i have to travel far and i mean i still practice there you know just to have fun with friends it's, it's, it's more for like comfortability. It's like community kind of like, you know, like you're, you're still in your bubble of, of people and it feels good to play with those kind of people. Yeah. That's good. Gotcha. Well, thank you, Emily, for explaining your audio and answering our questions. So our next person is Litsy. Litsy, how you feeling, Litsy, right now? About telling us about your audio. I feel, I feel nervous. Why? Don't feel, I don't know. Don't feel nervous. It's okay. We're going to listen to your audio right now, and then we'll come back with some questions for you to answer, okay? Yes. All right, perfect. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our radio show. I'm your host, Litsy Perez, and the topic for today's episode is soccer and race. After all the recent events, COVID, life in and after quarantine, and racism in America, we need to talk about how the soccer world and mainly soccer players of any level are being affected. Join me as I go to the outside world, mainly a pickup game, to explore these issues. The pickup game for this interview will take place at Inlet Park, Bushwick Inlet Park. So let's take it away with the interview. Jamo football. Aha hu wakapipopo nyebozarai. Eu amo futebol. Eu amo el futebol. Hey there, I'm Litsy. What is your name? My name is Edwin. Where are you from? I am from Brooklyn, New York. I am American slash Mexican. Are you an academy player? Yes, I play for Manhattan Soccer Club. Cool. How do you feel playing after a long quarantine? Uh, it feels good to be back. Um, I obviously have to practice at home, but being back on the field feels nice again. Do you personally feel it's safe to be out? Personally, I feel like as everyone has their masks on, I could feel comfortable with my mask on and wouldn't have to worry as much. I feel like you should while playing, keep your hands to yourself and we should be okay. After all the recent events and movements about Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter and racism in America, as a Latinx player, have you ever had a moment of racial discrimination while playing? I've been cheered off while playing because I'm one of the only Hispanics in the field 
according to the league I play in. And it's felt like it's a lot of pressure because I feel like being the only Hispanic in the field, you get a lot of opinions and negative thoughts and vibes from the people watching. But sometimes you just gotta go through it. Have you ever played in the team of only Hispanic players? Yes, I have. It feels more like family, more more united because I feel like we, our parents tend to spend a lot of time together so I get to know the player and the person more. Have you ever played in a team of only Caucasians and you, or any other race and you only being the Hispanic player or only being a few players? Yes, um, the team I'm currently in, Manhattan Soccer Club, it's mainly white and other types of race. I'm the only Hispanic playing there. Do you feel a difference in the setting and atmosphere between the only Hispanic team and other teams? Uh, no, I felt welcome in both. I feel like being the new player, they've gave me a lot of trust and I feel like that's how it should be always. Do you have any advice in overall for our young listeners? Uh, just be yourself in the field, no matter with who you interact with. They should accept you for who you are. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. Unfortunately, racism is everywhere, and even in sports, it's up to us to put a stop on it. I personally feel the thing about soccer is, yes, there is racism, unfortunately, and like I said, it's up to us to put a stop on it and use our voice. If you look at the bigger picture, soccer is a sport that brings everybody together, people from all over the world. Take the World Cup as an example. Soccer is universal. Anyone can play, and my message to those who are being racist in this beautiful sport stop being sore losers until then thank you for joining us and remember don't be sore losers i love soccer this is for soccer block i'm litzy perez um really good job litzy i think i don't think that you should have been nervous at all that was an amazing um conversation that you had with um edwin Yes. So, um, Ferris has a question for you, and then um, Kim, and then myself. Okay. Yeah, I I really enjoyed your introduction. Uh, my question is like, do you did you have like a format or like how did you come up to to make it quite, sort of like a, a story? Well, um, unfortunately, I for the day of feedback, I wasn't there, so I kind of did everything by myself, and I guess. I just went along, like, went with the flow. Fire. Um, it was good that you went with the flow. I think you gave it your own personal touch as well. Have, and then my question is, have you ever felt discriminated against because of who you are? And can you, re can you relate to Edwin in some way? Well, personally, myself, I play in a team. And in my team, when... Like, for example, LIU, Ladies Internationally United. Like, when you're in the team, it's, we are, we're all one. We're all, like, if you discriminate one of us, you're discriminating all of us. And there's definitely been situations where people won't let girls of color of from different, like, countries like Brazil or from Ireland or pe people just that are look different they won't let them play just because they're different and to be honest it's very just it's very it feels awful and I myself have not felt it but to see some, some of my teammates feel that way it's I just wish like people could be more open I know noticed that you 
spoke about at the ending about racism and sore losers. I wonder just to just to pick your brain a little bit. Um, how do you think players can learn how to not be sore losers? Well, by accepting that you lost. Like, don't try to bring out something that, like, for example, just because um, you lost to somebody who may look different to you doesn't mean that it gives you the right to complain and fight for your win. Like, if you lose, you lose. Like, that's the bottom line. Like, sometimes all you have to do is learn from it. Don't take it out on people. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be sore losers. <laughs> That's right. Don't be a sore loser. Um, I, think, I think also it's important to tell people that it's okay to lose. Right? It's okay to lose. It's like losing is learning. I never say lose. I always say you win some and then you learn some. With losing, you learn from your mistakes and how you can better yourself. And then also winning too is also a learning aspect of team. It's just like, how did we win? Or how did we get here to win? So it's always a learning curve to everything. So we appreciate you, Litzy. Great audio. And don't be nervous about um, sharing your audio. It's, it's wonderful. You did a great job. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. And finally, we have Aiden. Aiden, we're going to listen to your audio. It's it's a little different than the other three, but we'll let everybody listen to it, and we'll come back to you and ask you questions, okay? Yep. Sounds, Sounds good. good. What's up, listeners? I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. For this episode, it's going to be a two-part interview. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Aiden's Hot Topics. Today, we have a very special guest with us. His name is Barry O'Driscoll. He's a longtime Manchester City fan, originally from Manchester, England, now living in NYC, coaching the East Harlem Community Club. He's also one of the founding members of the Man City Fan Club here in NYC, the New York Sky Blues. Today, we will be discussing what it means to be a longtime City fan, what Barry thinks about the possible Champions League ban for Manchester City, and what it's like being a City fan here in NYC. Thank you, Barry. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. That's that's joining. <laughs> uh, so, could you just start off by giving us a little bit of, of background on your story? How long did you live in Manchester, and uh, and when did you make the move to, to New York City? So, I was born um, in Sale, uh, just on the uh, the outskirts of Manchester, um, and grew up in a family of Manchester United fans. Uh, but I decided that I wanted to be a blue, and so it was a difficult childhood. I uh, you know, Man City did not have much success while I was growing up, and Manchester United were, were winning everything. So it was uh, it was very difficult. I was sort of like the black sheep in the family. Um, I had a couple of neighbours uh, at the age of seven uh, that took me to my my first game. Uh, my father refused to, to take me to uh, to Main Road at the time, and uh, so the neighbours ended up taking me. And uh, from then on, my my mum secured me a season ticket from the age of nine, and my neighbours took me from then. Uh, up until I moved to America at the age of 18. Wow, wow. That was deep. I, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, as a Man City fan, I was like, oh, we're going to talk about that? Oh, we going to go there? Um, but it's interesting that you use Barry because Barry is a pivotal person in City in the community. 
Um, and, you know, he's a legend here within the, the mix of coaches and staff here. So my question to you is, what did Barry give to you that no one else could have gave to, to this, to this um, audio? Well, to be honest, I feel like you kind of just answered it because I didn't really know how pivotal, as you said, Barry was to this community, especially to the Manchester City community. Um, I just knew him kind of uh, through mutuals. Paul, I, I know Paul Jeffries and he, he knows Paul Jeffries. Um, and I just knew that he was a City fan and I just contacted him through Facebook. Um, and I just asked him, would you like to be in this interview? I mean, it was through the interview, the two interviews, technically, that I that I learned how much of a city fan he was, and how pivotal he is to this to this Man City community within New York City. Absolutely, absolutely. But I wanted to know, like, like why why was it the idea of picking Barry because he was a Man City fan, or is there like other factors? Like, what were you like? I guess to add on to Kwame's question, what were you specifically looking for? in your interview or you, you, did you just not know yet until it happened and you're like, oh, I found it? What I wanted was authenticity because I, basically the only thing I knew was that he was from Manchester and I knew that he was a Manchester City fan. So as an American, um, being a Manchester City fan, I wanted to know what his thought process was, being a, a OG City fan. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's what I had in mind when I when I was asking him to be to be interviewed. My question is, what is one challenge you face while working with Barry um, while creating this audio piece? Because we all have challenges, especially now that it's um, through technology and not face-to-face. -face. Uh, a challenge that I had with this interview, um, oh, that's hard, I don't um the the audio was a, just editing the audio was a bit challenging specifically for this to make sure it flowed nicely because i wanted to incorporate the two parts and the two interviews into one and made sure it, it kind of flowed in the way that i wanted i feel like that was hard the editing process yeah yeah this is just interesting just to hear all four of you talking about different things but still have a connection back to the the main thing which is soccer um and so what we tend to do here is final thoughts i was going to sing but you're not ready for it to sing you know what i mean so final thoughts are what you want the listeners to know about your audio um and then myself kim ferris will say um final thoughts about the whole episode so we're going to start off with emily so really quick final thoughts about your audio and you, what you want listeners to know? I would say maybe just be yourself. As you said, like, you don't really have to act like a certain way for like, for you to fit in. So just be yourself. Absolutely. Thank you, Emily. Ashley, Ashley, what would you want the listeners to know? To always look on the positive side of things. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. Let's see. What would you want the people to know about your audio? Um, I would want them to know that soccer is universal and nobody should be discriminated while playing soccer and anywhere and pretty much be yourself. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Litsy. Aiden. If you are a new kind of soccer fan, if you're just getting into soccer, supporting one team through thick and thin can be one of the best feelings in the world because <clears throat> you feel like you're with the team when you supported them for a long period of time, like I have with City and like Barry has with City. Uh, it feels really nice. So I would encourage you to pick a team, whether if it's where you're originally from or just you like their playing style, just choose a team and follow them and watch them play. And I promise you it'll, it'll make you happier. It'll make you a happier person. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Aiden, because, you know, City fans got to stick together. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> Ferris, final thoughts, my G, on the on the part one of this episode. Yeah, I just want to say just be proud. Like, it's, it's I guess the, the very key thing about being in a podcast is confidence. You got to be confident with the work you put out because it only gets better, you know. Like, I guarantee if, if me and Kimberly, we were on the same team, we show you our our first episode, you can hear us stuttering and saying, um, um, like, like, like a million different times. So, like, it's only going to get better. And as you guys can see, like, since you first started, you guys probably improved a lot. And, yeah, you, all your pieces sounded amazing. Um, and I'm pretty sure everyone else who's listening to this right now would say the same thing. So, congrats to all you guys. And so, my final thoughts is you guys all did a really wonderful job. And um, I really enjoyed listening to your pieces. You guys kept it real and really express having your own personal touches to your own piece. So I really enjoyed listening to it. And as Barry said, I think the listeners also enjoyed um, your pieces. And having that said, I hope that our listeners are on the lookout for our part two of our episode. Of course, just wanted to say thank you to all the guests being on, on, on here, Aiden, Emily, Litsy, and Ashley. Also the wonderful co-hosts, Ferris uh, and Kim. Um, so my final thoughts are really to when you're doing something, make sure that you're happy doing it. Make sure that you put all the love and care and joy into what you do because it shows. Like the work that you you do and the and the effort that you put in, it shows to people. Um, some people might think that. You know, you need to do better, but always, like Ferris said, have the confidence in yourself to know that it's okay. If I mess up, it's all right. But I did put all 1,000% of me in this. So that's my final thought. Of course, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CITC underscore NYC. Uh, on Facebook, CITC NYC. And of course, YouTube City in the Community NYC. Um, this is part one, and part two will come out soon. So if you're listening, stay on the lookout for part two. Thank you, Ashley, Emily, Aiden, Litsy, and of course, Ferris and Kim. Wonderful job. Thank you, everyone. Until next time. Peace.